welcome to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Mark E. Murray. You're listening to season two. In Systems We Trust dives into all things systems and processes and interviews the professionals who are using them to change the landscape of their organizations every day. This podcast is fueled by Ditto, a team that is on a mission to eliminate team burnout by implementing systems and processes that streamline your business's growth. Are you ready for more clarity? Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of In Systems We Trust. My name is Marquis and I am your host. And today I'm speaking with Anne Hill of Hilltop Operations and Consulting. Anne has created her own agency and is now helping other business owners create agencies that allow them to thrive in their zone of genius. Business owners who work with Anne are able to provide the highest level of service to their clients, creating a trickle-down effect. She realizes how much there is Uh, how much of a correlation there is between the health of a business owner and the health of the business itself. She's utilizing her 15 years as a physical therapist to help business owners see the end results and build processes to achieve their major goals and is able to take the big goals that seem overwhelming and break them down into more achievable steps. Welcome to the show, Anne. Hi, thanks so much for having me. You are very welcome. It's good to have you here. Uh, so tell me more about your background. I want to hear about this big shift from <laughs> being a physical therapist. You've been in that industry for a very long time. You know, what happened uh, to bring you to this point where you're at right now? Yeah. So I, um, and actually, to be honest, I've had my business for about three years now. And when I first made the switch, I um, I did not really see a correlation between therapy and between what I was going to be doing in the online space. And it has definitely evolved and been, um, a growing experience that I have absolutely loved. Um, when I Mm. first got into, you know, the workforce and graduated from school, I, I very much followed that, you know, I go to high school, then I go to college, then I go into a corporate role in some way, shape or form, because that's what you do. Um, and I never really thought about even becoming an entrepreneur. It never even crossed my mind. Um, I, got into the physical therapy world, absolutely loved it. Um, but what happens, unfortunately, even pre COVID, um, is the healthcare industry can burn people out. Um, and it can burn them out pretty quickly. Unfortunately, um, there's just, at least in the U S there are variations of what can and can't be done based on insurance coverage and various things like that. Um, that really just make it hard to be who I wanted to be. I wasn't able to serve people the way that I had intended on when I first graduated and the ideas of, of what I had then turn into the corporate politics and all of that sort of stuff that goes with, with that whole role. And, um, in my therapy experience, I quickly turned into a rehab manager because I found that I just, I liked leading. I liked building our team. I liked the, the back end of, of being in the therapy world. Um, and so, when I made this switch into the online space, I was noticing that when I was working with the clients I was working with, I still was in that service role. I still was helping businesses um, and business owners just in a little different capacity. Um, but I found myself continuing to go back to that operation space. Like, okay, well, what are, mm-hmm. what are the financials look like? What are our goals here? What are we working on? Where, where can we break things down to help us move forward? Similar to when somebody has an injury, how do we break this down, figure out exactly what's going on, diagnose that root cause, and then figure out how ultimately fixing that fixes multiple things that you can move forward in. 
Um, so there definitely were correlations that when I first got into the the online space, I, I didn't realize I was doing. Um, but then through a little bit of reflection and just what I kept finding myself resorting back to, I was like, oh, this is this is very much what I'm doing in the healthcare industry. It's very much what I'm doing in businesses that I'm working with too. It's just um, I'm working mm. with businesses and business owners versus working physically with a patient. So, so yeah. <laughs> Got it. Got it. And so, you know, when you're engaging with your clients, are you focusing on, you know, wellness and mindfulness practices and getting them in the the mindset to like realize this change in their businesses? How are you tying the two together? Because obviously you've identified, identified the correlation. And I know for me, like midday every day, if I'm not in a meeting, I'll like take 10 minutes and I'll do like meditation just so I can reset and, you know, get back to my day to be productive. So are you taking that approach with your clients and mixing that in with your, the services you're offering? I I don't necessarily go to that extent with it, with the clients that I'm working with. But one of the big focuses that I have is really, even right from the start is figuring out what is it that that matters the most to them? What is it that is going to serve them best and for them to be at their top performance? Um, whether that is, you know, time blocking a day a certain way so that they have their boundaries um, in place, or whether that is, you know, being able to schedule an hour for lunch um, every day, or whether that is making sure that their day doesn't start with meetings until 10 a.m. or something like that. We really look at how to structure their day in the best way that they can be most effective and also still continue to maintain those boundaries that are ultimately the most important thing to us. So, Can you tell me more about the time blocking? I'm a huge fan of time blocking. <laughs> I do it in my day as well. Do you have standards or like go-to templates that you'll implement into a, a client's calendar as a quick win when you get started working with them? Or is it a gradual change that that takes place. It, so it's in some ways it's a gradual change that takes place, but right off the bat, we'll talk about what is like, what is the perfect schedule for you? How does that look? And then how do we start to make minor changes so that when you are, you know, scheduling your day out, or if you have a VA on your team, that's, that's working on it, they can see, ideally, this is how we want it to be. Right now, this is what it looks like. How, when I'm scheduling these appointments, do I start to move closer and closer to my ideal schedule instead of what's happening right now with my schedule? <laughs> so it right. usually is a little bit of an evolution over time. But right off the bat, we want to see what what is our ultimate end game? What is our goal here? And how do we move towards mm. it? Got it. And based on what you're, you're seeing, you know, where are these business owners I don't, I don't want to say wasting time because when we're in it, we're, we're not thinking about it like right. that, but where are they, where are they spending time on things that ultimately don't matter or don't, you know, assist in moving the business forward? Let's call it busy work. One of the big things in all honesty is even just figuring out what to be working on. Um, you know, not knowing yeah. what they should be spending their time and energy on and trying to, um, and then also, <clears throat> excuse me, also with that, making the shift from like one activity in your brain space to another activity in your brain space. So we'll also yeah. try to get the schedules, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> um, we'll also try to get the schedules aligned so that, you know, maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays are days that they're just on calls, like whether it's client calls, whether it's sales calls, whatever it is with, but these are your days that you're scheduled with calls. And then Monday mornings, this is what we always do. Friday afternoons, we save this because this is going to be your catch all day or something like that, where you need to have a little bit of space to just 
have those fires that come up and have things that can be pushed mm-hmm. a little bit. But um, so, yeah, we'll look at the schedule and just see how can we start to right off the bat, keep you in the same brain space more often and not be switching and taking, you know, 10, 20 minutes sometimes even to just figure out, okay, what was I doing yeah. here? Where do I need to jump in and how do I move forward? Got it. So it sounds like you're creating space for them to work, you know, on the business as well as in the business as we're transitioning. Yeah. Depending on the business and what level they're at, sometimes they have enough team members in place that they already are able to focus more on the business. Um, but most, I would say most of the clients I work with definitely are in it, um, a little bit still. Okay. Very good. Um, I'm going to back up just a little bit because something that you said earlier was really interesting. (laughs) You said it never, it never crossed your mind to be an entrepreneur. Now I, I know from being an entrepreneur and why I started Ditto was to solve firstly my problem, but I identified that specifically, I mean, at the time in the agency space, because that was my background, um, a lot of other agency owners were experiencing problems. And so Ditto was born. What was going on at the time in your business that like led you into needing to start this? What were the issues that you were experiencing that you said, you know, I can take this and I can package it up and, you know, provide it to, to other people. And how's the journey been going (laughs) since you started? Yeah. That's what I really want to know. Yeah. So, um, when I first jumped into the online space, in all honesty, it was 100% personal. It was, um, I was burned out. I was looking for something different. I needed to get out of, of the, the corporate, um, just the corporate politics in all honesty, and just the mm-hmm. constant change and turnover that was happening with the leadership, with the company I was with and that sort of stuff. Um, I had been with that particular company for about 10 years and, um, and, it, at one time it was, you know, wonderful, but it, at the time in the stage of my life that I was at, um, I, I just, I got tired and fed up and was burnt out and, um, and needed a change. I had just had my second son. Mm. Um, and so it was, you know, that whole process of having a second child at home, going back to work after maternity leave, he had had some medical complications that then added a whole other level of fear and anxiety in my mind as I was going back to work. Um, and I just, I personally just was like, I need something new. What can I do? I was the primary breadwinner. Um, and so between my husband and I, we, you know, sat down a few multiple times and had conversations on how do we, how do we make this better? Um, I have been extremely fortunate. He has always been very supportive of everything that I've done, um, starting my business and everything like that which I know isn't always the case with people, but I've been extremely fortunate with that, um, that, you know, he's always had that we'll figure it out mentality. And, um, and so it's allowed me to have a little more breathing room and a little bit more of the exploratory side of, of starting a business and, and figuring it out. Um, I had to work through a good amount and it's always, again, always evolving, good amount of mindset drama that was coming up with me um, of, of how do I figure this out? What am I going to do? What's this going to look like? And, and just the, the, that whole side of the mindset that, um, and personal growth and development that comes with being an entrepreneur, that when I first started off, I didn't realize um, that there was so much personal growth and development that goes into it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so yeah, I definitely worked through that um, and continue. Like I said, it's always evolving at each level and each stage of business. There's there's new things that come up and there's old things that resurface again that you think you've worked through. Um, but um, but yeah, 
So I, I just personally was like, I need something new and looked at how do I, how do I have freedom? How do I get the the time and flexibility that mm. I want with my schedule, but yet still bring in, you know, a good income for our family to support us. It turned into taking a course about being um, a, a VA is where I started off. I classified myself as a general VA and just didn't really know. It was, I remember, I distinctly remember the eye-opening experience in the online space. It was like, what the heck? I had no idea that all these people were doing all these things. And then it was figuring out, okay, well, what do they need help with and how can I, how can I help them? Um, And so I did a lot in a little bit in a lot of different areas in business, basically. So I did some social media. I did some website design. I did some email marketing. I did some copy. I, I don't think I was good at very many of those things, but I did it to help them out. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and I just kept falling, like I said, I kept finding myself falling back in that, that operations space and that, that like, okay, what are your processes? What do the systems look like? How can we integrate these things? How can we do X, Y, and Z more efficiently? Um, and so that again, as the business evolved, has turned into more of the okay. This is really this is my zone is in this operations space. Um, so how can I help others? Have in so then the ultimately though where you were asking like what's the question? So then it became how do I help others have more freedom and more time, and how do I help them right. build their business in a structure and in a way that it actually doesn't one hundred percent rely on the business owner? Um, because right. I remember as I was growing. Um, and it, this again is still an evolution as I continue to grow my business. But I remember a point in time where it was like, well, crap, like what, how do I take a vacation? Do I get yeah. any time off? Like, what do I do now? <laughs> so, yeah. um, so it was, then it became apparent to me that it was like, okay, people need to know not only that they can, you know, build a business, create a business, love what they do, stay in their zone of genius, but then they can also enjoy some time off, um, So that's really what it has evolved into now, more of the, how do we build this in a solid structural foundation and have that in place so that the business owner gets to enjoy what they've created. I love it. I love it. I did not imagine the conversation (laughs) for here, but I'm going to stay here a little bit longer. I want to ask you about something you just said, but before that, um, when I was getting started, you know, you have this idea of what you want your business to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you, freedom for me at the time was, you know, being able to work at home with my kids. And I thought I can work the hours that I want to and, you know, take vacations and time off. And as a, as an entrepreneur, you quickly realize, you know, that that's not always what freedom looks like, or that's not always like the first stage of it. And so I was speaking with uh, a CEO and of a a company that we were engaging. um, And I was going through just our our vision and mission, which is to end team burnout, Mm -hmm. you know, provide you know, processes and, you know, ways for teams to work together that are more efficient so that they can focus on the work without the issue of not knowing where or how the work is happening. Yeah. That, that's what we're really trying to do is, is bring this change into, into businesses. And so I was just sharing some of my goals and, you know, sharing about time blocking and how I manage my day and I'm going off and it all sounds incredible. And then he just stops and he says, how's that all going for you? <laughs> How are you doing? You know, because I, I was talking about like, you know, the problems we want to solve where you're staying up late at night, you're putting out fires, you're getting pulled into everything. And he asked me, how's that going for you? And I said, not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I, I was trying to do this thing and like, um, 
create this clarity and, you know, space and freedom, which is one of our core values um, for business owners. But I wasn't quite there myself and it's still not even perfect. Right. Right. But what I want to know is like for you and then we'll move on, I promise. But, you know, (laughs) how do you define freedom um, in, in yourself? And then like, how do you break that down to your customers so that there's a realistic expectation of what, um, is to come for them. Yeah. So I, some of that comes back to the, for my clients, some of it comes back to what's like that ideal calendar of what are the true things that you want to make sure that you are able to do? Is it that you want to be able to pick your son or daughter up from school every day at two 30 and have a window from two 30 to 7 PM that you know that you are not going to get any phone calls. You are not going to be on your email. You are not going to be doing anything work related. Like, do you need that kind of space but that you're okay later on after seven, eight o'clock jumping back on and doing something if it needs to be done. Mm. Does, is that yeah. freedom to you? Or does it mean that you only work four hours a day from 10 to two and no other time do you want to be on a call answering questions or anything like that? Um, do you have different boundaries of where you want things to be for your team versus where you want them to be for clients? And, and, and so we look at really for my, the clients that I work with, we look at more of that, that ideal schedule that they're looking to try to create. And we figure out, um, what are those boundaries that is going to provide you the freedom that you want to feel? Um, and so Mm. for me personally though, and in my business, similar to what you were saying, it is a work in progress. I think that, um, as each stage of me growing my business, I have to come back to it again and I have to review it and I have to say, okay, now have I met these goals yet? Have I met this yet? Does, has this changed? And, and so it, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily, you know, today, if I were to say I'm going to work from 10 to two and that's it for the, you know, that, that may not be the case three years down the road, three years down the road, I might have a completely different schedule also with the phase of where my kids days are versus where they are now. So I think that there's the freedom side of it is ever evolving depending on the stage and phase of life that people are in. Um, but if they're, if they're able to work towards more of that freedom and that we know, at least, you know, for the next year, for the next three years, this is where we're shooting for, then we know we're working in the right direction with the businesses that we're working with. Really, really well said. Okay, we're, we're going to come back to that, but I want to <laughs> move on to our next point. There's some more that I want to ask as we, um, I'm going to ask a bit about KPIs and stuff later and <laughs> how we measure all that. But um, l- let's talk about your business and some of the offerings. So like on, on your website, you have, you know, a few packages. I want to talk about those a little bit more. And one of them is, you know, um, creating a business hub. I want to know like, what is a business hub? What does that look like? Um, you also help your customers by creating reports and dashboards. So can you kind of walk us through the business hub model, what that looks like and how you really are creating that, um, or delivering that product to your customers? Yes. So I, um, specifically use ClickUp as the, the tool, the platform that I use for project management. And, um, with the business hub, it's really, it's twofold. It's number one, giving a place where, um, everybody on your team knows that they can find something. And so it, we build it out in ClickUp and what it has is it's, it's essentially like a team hub. Um, it'll have links, it'll have resources, it'll have things in there. Many times the, it's a link in ClickUp that then takes them somewhere else, whether that's in Google drive, whether that's a Google doc, whether that's a a different form, um, somewhere else that they need to access. 
Um, but you'll have the links for, you know, opt-ins. You'll have the links for um, Zoom links. You'll have the links for um, a Google Doc that is a, a quick reference sheet that people might need. Um, you'll have links to trainings and videos for people to refer mm -hmm. back to on your team as you're hiring new team members, that sort of stuff. Um, so there's that side of it. But then it also does incorporate some of the things that are just, you know, like logistically who is on the team? How do we contact them if we need to? Who's the attorney if anything were ever to happen that we needed to refer to? Who's our accountant? Like it, so that, you know, you kind of think of yeah. that idea of absolute, which is not always fun to think about, but like worst case scenario, if I was hit by a bus or if so-and-so was hit by a bus, what do and we do? <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. you want to have a place or a resource that people know, oh, we can go here and at least start solving problems and answering questions. It may not give us every single thing that's out there, um, but it's going to at least give us that starting point to then be able to know where we go next. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. That's when I said, I knew it was coming next. It's the, it's the hit by a bus. Yeah, exactly. Analogy, right? <laughs> I, I, it's so true. And like, I don't know how many guests have been on this show now and like everyone, it always comes back to that. It's so so important to make sure you're documenting everything. Actually, the other night I, I gave a pop quiz to my wife. I said, babe, something happens to me. How do you get into my one password? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, ah, she's scrambling. I'm like, I've told you this a million times. It's documenting. Like, how, how do you get into my one password? Or how do you get into my computer? Right? Like all those things mm -hmm. are so important. It, it's the same in business and it's the same in life as morbid as it may sound. It, it's definitely so important. And it's, and it's about creating that structure where your team is involved and there's, you know, succession planning and there's other people that know what you know, Yeah. right? Know how you do what you do. And that's typically you know, how we'll want to communicate that to our customers. It's if you weren't able to be there, if you needed to be away, is there anyone else who knows what you know and knows how to do it or knows where to find that, that something. So it sounds like that's what you're doing, right? You're coming in and you're establishing those who's doing what by when is that, is that what it is? It is. Yeah. It's a combination, but I do it. It's basically, we do it as a combination of, we want that, that hit by a bus side of it, but we also want that like yeah. business brain of, where's our resource that everybody on our team knows they can go to and find the answer without it having to specifically be ask the business owner, ask the business owner, ask the yeah. business owner. You want to try to, yeah. especially as you're growing a team, um, you want to try to grow it in a way that you're not bottlenecking constantly at the business owner. Um, and so, yeah. you know, when questions are coming up, you're, you're getting, you know, a quick reference for as the team is growing, the next person that comes on isn't going to have to ask the business owner because they're going to know they can go here and look. Um, they're going to know these links are here and they're going to know this is where their training is set up for them. So um, so it's basically you start to build out your processes so that questions and quick reference guides and, um, you know, those tutorials and everything are, are in one place um, in the hub, a training resource, that sort of thing. But then also having the um, worst case scenario side of it, too. So we, I try to complement both sides of it. Um, with the work that we're doing in that business hub. Hey everyone, it's me, Marquis. I just wanted to take a minute to tell you a bit more about Ditto. If you've been listening to In Systems We Trust for a while, you've heard firsthand accounts of how systems and workflows change the landscape of work for businesses and leaders across the globe. Ever felt like there just aren't enough hours in the day? Is your startup starting to grow and scale and you're wondering how your systems will scale with it? Maybe you're part of a widespread multi-level corporation that needs to update and overhaul its standard operating procedures. Well, if you can relate, 
Ditto can help. Eliminate team burnout, keep your best talent, and have a clear system in place to help you and your business achieve your goals. Visit thinkditto.com to learn more. Awesome. So you're documenting and housing your SOPs within a ClickUp um, space, is it? I, I don't know much about ClickUp. I'd love you to yeah. give me just a crash course. But like <laughs> the different hierarchies how, how are you with it. That up? Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Well, ultimately with ClickUp, it's a lot of times what I will do because I don't necessarily like everything to 100% be reliant on one tool um, is I'll have in mm. ClickUp a link to like a Google Doc that will have the information Got on it. it or a link to a Loom video or something like that. You can embed those into ClickUp, but um, but it's ultimately it's having the ability for you to have all of the information found in one place, but not necessarily all stored in one place, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it it would either be a folder. Usually it's folders of like the, the training folder of, um, depending on the, the area of the business, if it's marketing, if it's, and it'll be separated out for marketing versus sales versus operations versus, um, financial, that sort of stuff. Okay, perfect. Um, and so who are your customers then? Like, who are you typically working with? And is there a framework that you're bringing them through? Or like, what do the phases look like if you're coming in and you're like, this is what we're going to do. This is what the process looks like. We're going to build this for you. Can you just walk us through that a little bit? Is there anything that you package up and and, and sell or put out as a, a roadmap? Yeah. Like in general, when I'm working with clients, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, most of the clients that I work with are, um, either wanting to be an agency or have this idea of creating an agency or potentially already are an agency. Um, Got it. It ultimately though, there's a lot of similarities on if they are just wanting to grow a team um, also. So it, they typically are business owners that are, are growing, they're scaling, they're seeing good results in the service that they're providing. Um, they're also service-based businesses too, um, typically not product-based businesses. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, what we do is we, we first come in and we look at the business as a whole and we start doing that deep dive, that brain dump and the deep dive with that. And typically the, the business owners are visionaries where, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Colby assessment, but, um, but they are a high quick start. They're like moving on to the next thing and they don't have time to, to think about, okay. um, looking up the research on the back end of it and not looking at the data to, to see th- how things are going. They're more, you know, intuitively, this is what I'm seeing working and I want to keep going this direction. And I wanted to start a podcast three weeks ago. So do, can we have that done now? Like the, those sort of things that they're just mo- ready to move right. on. Um, and so I'm coming in and we are first starting with that initial brain dump. We're looking at all areas of the business though. Um, we're usually over the first couple of weeks, we're having a few meetings where we're looking at financials. We're looking at, and, and why looking at it, I mean, I'm, we're discussing it with them. And then on the back end, I'm going in and reviewing, um, some of the data and looking up things, but it's usually more of the discussion with the business owner first, um, of just seeing what's working and what's not working with financials, Mm -hmm. what, what's working, what's not working with your product development, what's working, what's not working with your customer experience, what's working, not working operationally, where, where are your bottlenecks? Where's the team getting stuck? That sort of stuff. Um, and so we were, we'll look, you know, at all the different areas of the business. Um, now I don't necessarily specialize in all of those areas of the business, but I can tell, um, process wise, and I can tell, um, data wise, whether we need to bring in an expert in other areas of the business um, that will help 
fix things if we need to. Um, now where my just bringing a consultant to that. Yeah. And so where my focus very much is, is in that operation space. Um, and, and most of the time when businesses are looking more at bringing me on or bringing my team on, they, they already have, you know, a bookkeeper and an accountant. They already have at least one, if not a few other team members that are, are helping with different areas of their business too. Um, so, so yeah, but we'll do that deep dive first. Then we'll start to look at the um, data, really, and see what the data is actually showing. Is that matching what, what you're telling me? And then also, and then we'll look at um, the side of, okay, these are the things you want to do. Let's realistically figure out how much we can get done in the next three months versus the next six months versus the next year, and then map it all out for them. And then get okay. get into doing it all. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to uh, imagine that that's all really, it sounds very familiar. Um, like when you're looking at the data and you're going through this deep dive, like d- are they presenting a lot of that to you? Do they have time tracking data? Do they have their financials to a certain point? Or is there a, a segment of your engagement where you're just focusing on the data so you can extract what they may or may not have? So uh, I would say if I'm working with them, if it's more of like an ongoing retainer relationship that I'm in their business and I'm going to be helping them long-term, um, then a lot of times I'm helping to, um, find and extract the data through conversations, either with bookkeepers, accountants, conversations with other team members. Um, and then looking back at, you know, their reporting on if they have other team members, are these people that are hourly, are they, you know, how are they set up and how they're getting paid for the work they're doing? And, um, and trying to dissect the answers mm-hmm. to some of the questions that unfortunately um, aren't always in place when I when I first come on. Um, but pretty quickly, we try to start getting those in place if we know, hey, we're going to need to know how much time realistically you're spending when you are writing copy for a sales page. Yeah, We're going to need to realistically know. So, so let's start tracking this now so that we've at least got a starting point. Um, so when we're looking at that, that initial like brain dump of what's working, what's not working, um, based on experience of working with various clients, I'm usually able to even tell right then, Hey, do you have something in place that you're using for this? No, you don't. Hey, how about we start this now? (laughs) Like, so we can at least start getting some data in here. Um, but if they don't have, or if they do have something, then by all means, I start pulling from what they have. Doesn't always mean it's mm-hmm. the most accurate, though. Um, sometimes um, we're not the best at, at keeping track of our time. Um, and I'll sure. also tell them I, I've used a tool in the past that you can basically upload onto your computer, and it works in the background um, where it'll just track the, your everything that you're doing on your computer. Um, okay. Interesting. So what, what's that called? Rescue Time that tool. Is, is what the, yes. the tool is. So I've used that before, depending on how, how, I guess, how resistant somebody is to, you know, being able to, you know, take five minutes to write down what happened in their day. Um, so it just depends on, on the person on if it seems like that'll be helpful or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've heard of rescue time before and we use harvest okay. in, um, at Ditto and we recommend that for a lot of our clients. If not harvest, then it's ever hour, whatever tool, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, um, uh, I want to ask you, do you feel like that rescue time is accurate 
in, you know, how it plots out that time. That's my, my first part. So it takes a lot more analysis on my end of really diving into what were you doing and what were you not doing? Um, but it will like, it'll tell me specifically that I was on Slack for, you know, this amount of time, or you were on zoom calls for this amount of time. Um, but there is that dissection of, okay, well, was this a Zoom call, like a sales call, or was this something that was something different than that? Um, so there, yeah. there is more work per se on my part with that, but it's a lot less work for the business owner. So, um, it. so it really okay. just depends on, on, like I said, what their, um, what their response is when I'm asking about doing a little bit of that time tracking. <laughs> so <laughs> Got it. Okay. So yeah, something like rescue time is a bit more passive people that don't have the time or don't want to write those things down. Um, I, I use um, a 4d time management framework and we've been trying to communicate this to our, our clients so that they can better, better prioritize their work. Mm-hmm. So for any task that comes into my, my Asana, my task is going into one of four buckets. It's either something that I need to do that's important and urgent, something that I can defer, right? That's important, but not urgent. Something I can delegate that is um, urgent, but not important, right? And then something that I can defer, I'm um, sorry, delete, that is not urgent or important at all. So like, and then like, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking my time right now. So like all those tasks, I have like a red tag, um, in there for all my do things, I'm tracking my time. And then I know that I'm spending my time on those things that are most important and then prioritize, prioritizing that way. Do you have anything like that where you're providing to your customers so they can bucket those things and really see where their time is going? So I have started, um, you, you've gone through Mike Michalowicz's stuff, haven't you? <laughs> that that oh, sounds yes. very familiar from some of his oh, stuff. Yes. I, I love his books and everything he puts out there. Um, but, um, but I, um, I have, basically what I've done is I have a a time study. It's very similar to that where I'll have the business owner really look over a week timeframe. Um, if they will give me the, uh, if they'll basically take the time to do it, um, where they can, we can look at just a one week timeframe. Um, most of the time they're not doing that long-term for me just because I've had difficulty getting, um, the, the, I don't really want to say buy-in, um, because they see the results of it. Um, but it's just hard to train business owners that are very visionary. So (laughs) it's hard to get them trained in it. Um, but usually I can have them do more of that time study analysis for a week to really see how is your time being spent. And then we'll review it again in another quarter, but we won't do it ongoing. So. Got it. Let's talk more about those visionary entrepreneurs. (laughs) (laughs) They're an interesting, interesting bunch. And, I like to think that I'm a bit of a visionary entrepreneur from the sense that like we just released our vivid vision for 2025 and um, sorry, that's three years out. The year is 2022, (laughs) but you know, thinking big and being big picture, right? Like entrepreneurs love that stuff. They like to dream. And there's this thing that happens where they have shiny object syndrome, where like the plan is this, but then they hear something or read an article or get an ad and they're like, no, we need that tool. We need to change to this right away. So how do you, first off, does that come up in your engagements? How do you handle that? How do you kind of like say, no, this is the plan. We're sticking with this. Put your blinders on focus. <laughs> How do you communicate that? Um, a lot of times it's, it's very similar to what you just said. Um, it, it's those conversations that, you know, we'll, we'll sit down when we're doing our weekly meetings and we'll review that these are the goals. This is what our focus is right now. 
Um, this is where we're looking. And I work in basically like 12 week increments with, with clients that we're working on, um, different things. We basically are scheduling it out for 12 weeks, um, quarterly planning sessions, that sort of stuff, and then breaking it down from there. So when we are looking at it and we're saying, okay, really, this is what our next 12 weeks look like. This is our outcome. This is where we're trying to be in 12 weeks. If you want to do A, B, and C, like we talked about, then this is where we're looking to be at 12 weeks. If you want to do D and E instead, then what's going to get removed? Because this is how we mapped it out. So this is what our goals were that we were all in agreement for the next 12 weeks. This is where our focus is. If we're not going to do that, what we planned on, what's being eliminated. Um, because, and, and usually when, once you start having that conversation of what's being eliminated, they're like, no, I don't want to get rid of anything. I just want to add to it. <laughs> and so you're like, well, okay, then, then we need to look at this a little bit more closely and say, maybe next quarter, or we can put it on a parking lot list and make sure that it's still there. The idea is great. Validating the idea, love what you're looking at here, but we just need a little bit more time to be able to implement it basically. Okay. And. Or I'll, I'll save that. The, I, yeah, I was going to say that's number one is that we need a little more time or number two becomes how much money do you want to put into having somebody else come in and do this for right. you? Because we can't do it all. <laughs> so yeah. it's, you're either going to push it off or you're going to spend some money. So which is your preference? What's typically their response then? Because we don't want to hear you need to spend more money. Right. So is that the point where they say, okay, fine, we trust you. Typically the response is, well, let's, I think we can wait on that or let's, let's hold off on it. We can review it next quarter um, and see if that is something we still want to do. Okay. And, and when you work with these clients, like we've gone through our deep dive, we know where we're going, we, we're, we've done our quarterly planning. How do you come in and really, you know, become a part of their team? Because I know that that's a big part of what you offer Yeah, is you come in, you work with them. Are these expected to be long-term engagements? Are you coming in for just that quarter and then you're, you're handing over everything you've learned and implemented to their team and, and training them on it? Is that the goal? So I've done both. It depends on the level of the business for if they really are needing that ongoing support or if they really are just needing somebody to come in, kind of get things organized and structured and train their team on it. Um, when it is mm -hmm. get it, come in, get it organized and structured and train their team on it. Um, it I've done it in three months. Um, it was a little bit smaller business in three months. Typically it's a little bit more like six months to really um, see start to see things moving in the right direction. Um, and then mm -hmm. after that six month time frame, though, um, there will be kind of quarterly check-ins that, that I'll do a little bit more of a consulting basis then is what it turns into, um, with that. Okay. But if they are at a point where they either just don't want to hire anybody else and they're like, Hey, can you and your team just come in and do this all for me and continue to do it for me? Yeah. Um, then, then we yeah. do that too on that more ongoing retainer basis. Um, and with that, it is us, it's my team and I coming in. Um, I am right off the bat doing those meetings, getting that strategy in place, getting things set up. And then it's my team um, really integrating with their team and communicating with their team um, and staying on top of what's going on and then becoming a little bit of that okay. project manager as we're moving things forward. Okay. But like, where do you feel that you bring the most value in that business? Like if, if it was up to you, where would you be coming in and saying, no, this is our role. This is where we're going to be, you know, long-term. Like you're coming in, 
can you kind of walk me through that? And what are the, I guess, what are the trends that you see inside of businesses where you say, you know, we're going to spend time, we're going to run your, your onboarding, your customer onboarding, or your new employee onboarding. We're going to run your ARAP and, you know, work with your consultant. Where are you finding you're, you're bringing that like really big change and they're finding value? One, so where I would say we bring in probably the most change is really stepping in and having them look at what they're doing manually and seeing how to, um, really just it's streamlining it. Some of it is automating it. Sometimes it's, um, adding other players in that can help take on some of those, um, things so that it's not always reliant on one person, not always reliant on the business owner to do, um, and then it's also looking at what platforms are out there because there's a lot of tech tools out there. Um, I've worked yeah. with a fair amount, but there's a ton more that I have not worked with. Um, and doing some of that backend research of really what's going to make the most sense long term, be the most effective for you, and also be the most cost effective, like efficient, effective, and then cost effective for you as you're growing. Um, because when I'm looking at bringing in a new tech platform, potentially with a client, I want to make sure that it's not going to become outrageously expensive once they have five people instead mm -hmm. of just two people on their team. Um, and, and making sure that the growth is there, um, for them too. So that's one side of it. Another side of it is really, um, so like the tech side and, and streamlining yeah. systems processes on that side. Another part really coming in is, um, doing that analysis of their business, it sounds kind of funny like that, but it's the analysis of, of what are your offers, what's bringing you in the revenue right now, and you know what is going to most efficiently get you to the goals that you have. Say you're mm -hmm. at three hundred thousand dollars a year and you want to make a million. What potentially two, maybe three offers are your breadwinner right now, and what's really going to be the one that's going to just crank it up and and take you to that million dollar mark. And, and stop offering everything else. So it's some of that forecasting and analysis in their business. It's looking at the data and actually showing them from the numbers of what they've done so far in the past, how that's going to correlate in the future for them. If they that's follow beautiful. the same trajectory. Yeah, that's beautiful. And as, as we know, numbers never lie. <laughs> right? they're, always, they're always telling you the, the true story. Um, on the subject of tools, though, you said that you know, you'll know you come in and you'll take a look at the tech side as well. What are some of your go-tos? Obviously, there's ClickUp we're talking about. Yeah. Um, there's some sort of time tracking tool, whether it's Rescue Time or another platform. What are those other go-tos that you'll bring in and, and typically are setting up for your customers or maybe you use in your business? Yeah. Slack is another big one. Um, just having a way to communicate, especially when you have, again, a team and you're looking at all of a sudden, how do we have multiple people know what's going on and multiple people being able to keep track of it? Um, I, Whenever yeah. I'm working with a business, I want to be transparent with them. I don't want to, there, there to be things that, um, that they don't know are going on behind the scenes. So by having right. you know a Slack channel where we are communicating with their team members, they can still see what's going on, but not necessarily have to be in it. Um, and so that helps the business owner a lot of times just have that peace of mind, like, oh, things are moving forward and I didn't have to hmm. do anything cool. Like didn't know that yeah. was possible. So, um, you know, there'll be a little bit of that sometimes, but just how to communicate and, and streamlining that process. But Slack is the tool that I typically will use. Um, there is, hmm. and there is some communication that we do in the project management tool too, but that's, that's a side thing. Um, but yeah, so click up, um, Slack, I, I'm a big fan of like the G suite stuff. Um, so that it's usually Google yeah. drive, shared drives and that sort of stuff. Um, 
at least in the online space, it seems to be the most convenient for um, being able to share resources and, and stuff. Um, I also like a CRM of some sort, depending on what their avenue is of, of where they're you know doing their lead generation, that sort of stuff. It will vary on what is recommended um, and what I recommend for them um, that will be most effective and most efficient for their team. Um, but yeah, I personally used Upsado myself. I'm a fan of it, but I know okay. not everybody is. Um, and I know it can be a beast in and of itself just to even learn the back end of it. So, <laughs> um, but it happened to make sense to me. So that's the one I went with. <laughs> awesome. Do you work with other, um, like work management platforms? Like if someone's not using ClickUp and they're using Trello, would you encourage them to move off of that platform or do you work within... I typically will work with them with the platforms that they've used. So I have used Basecamp, Trello, um, Asana. I've used ClickUp, obviously, Monday. I've used other tools. Um, and I have, obviously, my preferences. Well, my preference is ClickUp because yeah. that's what I use. Um, but I, yeah. um, depending on the business, if what they're using is not working, then I will make the recommendation of, hey, can we look at ClickUp or not? Um, but if what Love they're it. using is working, I don't want to change something and make it more confusing for the business owner. Um, so mm. I, if they're on Trello and that's what makes the most sense to them, I will work in Trello for them um, and do we'll set everything up in Trello for them. If they're using Asana, um, then that's what I will build things out in. So um, I, my team and I are familiar with other platforms, um, but when things are not working, ClickUp's the first thing that I recommend just because that's what I am most familiar with and it's my go-to. Makes sense. I'm going to have to do a deep dive in ClickUp itself and learn more about it. I've watched a couple of videos but haven't really given it the time um, that I probably should have to, to investigate it. Well, one of the things, um, and I, I think you and I were talking a little beforehand, um, they they do, they're constantly evolving in what they're doing um, in ClickUp yeah. in particular. Um, the one of the things that I've been a huge fan of is that the customization that's even on their free plan allows business owners to really start testing the waters with it before making that final decision and leaping into it. So, okay, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> uh, it, as we're just wrapping up here, and this has been a great conversation. What's one message that you would give to business owners, some of your your um, core clients? that you think that they are overlooking when it comes to process improvement, documenting their, their processes, what, what are they really missing in all of it? Um, in all honesty, I think um, realizing that it's okay to delegate um, out to your team and it's okay to delegate to others. And also, even if it's something that is, a oh, it'll just take me a few minutes Delegate it out. The more you can get used to as the business owner truly sitting in that CEO seat and the more you can get used to it not being expected that you're just going to take those few minutes that never just takes a few minutes. It always takes more than a few minutes right. to do those things. Um, like the more you can get used to that and delegating things out and setting up your processes so that it is you delegating it out instead of you doing it, um, the, the easier it's going to be as you continue to grow. Incredible. 
and Hill, hilltopvirtualsolutions.com. And thanks so much for being on the show today. Um, where can people find you other than your website? Are you hanging out on LinkedIn, Twitter? Where's the best place to get in touch with you? Either LinkedIn or Facebook is, is definitely the easiest place um, where I tend to spend time these days. So, <laughs> Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show again. Really uh, appreciated this conversation. Yes. Thank you very much for having me. It was a blast. Thanks for listening to the In Systems We Trust podcast with Marquis Murray. If you liked what you heard today, hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Don't forget to rate the episode and share it with a friend. Head over to thinkditto.com to learn more about how the team at Ditto can help your business scale by implementing the systems and processes needed to get you there.